Joe. And this is Ubaldi Brief. And today we're going to talk about the politicization of sports across America. Now, what do you think about that, Joe? Do you think that sports are being politicized? Yes, I do. I haven't been watching too much of sports. Usually it kind of ramps down a little bit after football. And I was really looking forward to baseball. But they had to take a stance against the Georgia law. And that has really turned me off to MLB. I don't want to see anything baseball related. It's interesting you mentioned that. I'm a huge baseball fan. I could probably name every World Series winner going back to 1903. I love the game. But when the baseball commissioner stepped into the controversy surrounding the Georgia voting law, when he never even read the the law itself, and then he decided to move the All-Star game this year from Atlanta to Denver. And Atlanta has 50% of its population is African-American to Denver is 9%. But the thing that gets me, Joe, is you got these owners and then you got these players like LeBron James putting that tweet that he took down about that police officer who killed that young girl in Columbus. They have this mega voice. When I watch sports, I just want to see a good sporting event. Or when I turn on ESPN, I don't need to be lectured by somebody that's making millions of dollars and I'm working at Chick-fil-A and telling me I've got some type of privilege. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Also, there has to be a certain intellect when you're trying to express your political view, I would think. Someone with maybe not so high IQ talking to me or talking to people about politics, they don't know what they're talking about. And from LeBron's perspective, I would put him in that because he is in this bubble and what he hears is one thing and what he sees is another but then I don't know why athletes have been said this is my turn to speak but it's interesting on this LeBron comes out and he talks about the egregiousness of what's going on he's making millions of dollars and then he spoke out you know he tweeted about that police officer who killed that young girl just like i said in columbus now and he talked about police are killers but then there was revealed lebron james has off duty police officers provide security for his home okay so you don't like police but you like them enough that they can guard your home and your family. It applies to everybody else, but except for them. And it's not about intellect, someone's smarter or not. LeBron James has a high school diploma. He's a phenomenal basketball player, but he's not well-read, and he doesn't read up on the nuances. And all these athletes who step into the fire, like it started with Colin Kaepernick. The one thing I would ask Colin Kaepernick, if you're all about racial injustice why is it that you've said nothing when california has 70 percent of black and hispanic students are deficient at grade level they can't pass the basic math or english for their grade i think i like to maybe tell you why it's like that why he won't do that is because it will take the spotlight off of him i think it's when these athletes and celebrities do it, I think it's to draw more attention to themselves saying, look at me, look at what I'm doing. But when it comes to focusing the problem, when it, the spotlight is off them, it loses its luster because that athlete is, okay, they're not concerned about me anymore. They're concerned more about 70% of Black and Hispanics are not up to grade level. So I can definitely see why they might say there's a problem, but they won't act on it because it takes uh, focus off of them. 
or they push a narrative. It's just there's a police officer in Los Angeles challenged LeBron James in an open letter stating, hey, I'll meet with you. We can discuss policing. We won't have the cameras, nothing. We'll just you and me sitting down. But so far, LeBron James hasn't responded. Is it because that police officer is African-American and it doesn't fit the narrative that whites are killing blacks, white police officers are killing black individuals when the data suggests otherwise? And that's just it. It's all about once you start bringing numbers and if our listeners know anything, numbers don't lie. Yeah, the facts are the facts. But then, but there goes their narrative. There goes their objective is because they're like, there's more cops killing white people than there are cops killing black people. But they're like, well, that doesn't fit our narrative. That, I don't want to hear well, that. Exactly. And that's across the country. And then you look at some of these urban cities like Chicago, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Atlanta, they're controlled by their own community. Yeah. I'm not saying that the African-American community can't govern a city, but when Karen Bass, the congressional representative of, out of California, talks about systematic racism, just like Joe Biden does, but what they never talk about is it really systematic racism because all these issues are localized issues like housing, health care, education. They control these local issues and have been for decades. All the major metropolitan cities in America have been controlled by the Democratic Party for 60, 70, 80 years. Yeah. I'm, Joe, I'm 56 years old. Many of these cities have had one-party rule longer than I've been alive. So they'll control who sits on the, the boards and commissions and other areas. So nobody looks at these areas. So do you think athletes shouldn't take a political stance at all? Or do you think... Maybe they should wait till after they're out of the... They have the right for free speech, just like anybody else. The problem is, I want them to be better informed. Yeah. They see one side of it, but they don't see the other side. Like, I think Mookie Betts complained about oppression. Here's a man that signed a $500 million deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. The problem is, when athletes speak out and criticize, let's say, systematic racism or being oppressed, most of the people who watch Major League Baseball, pro football, pro basketball, are just probably much blue-collar workers. Like, when they talk about that, I'm working at Chick-fil-A, struggling to make ends meet. I've got a master's degree, but then I got a guy who only has a high school diploma is going to lecture me about what's wrong with America. So I'm not saying you, you can't be smart as a high school graduate. Like, my brother's very smart. But he's not lecturing me, and they sometimes defer to me because I read all this stuff. Yeah. And I just think if you're going to be lecturing America about the evils of this country, find a country around the world that you can make your millions of dollars in your endorsement deal. Well, you wouldn't find it. So I think it's uh, double-sided here, but they're not that they're uneducated. They're just uninformed. I would agree with that. Okay. And then even if you had somebody there, like a handler, which they normally do, or something, or an entourage or what, whatnot, there should be somebody in that group that kind of maybe says, hey, this would be a good idea to say, or this wouldn't be a good idea to say. But 
However, though, even you even if you get that information, still doesn't mean they're going to use it. One case in point was Maxine Waters when she was talking about student loans and why the banks are done. And then she should have known that those banks have not been a part of that for years. But yet she was misinformed. So she was misinformed. And like we said on previous podcasts, where were all the lawyers and paid staff who were making a six-figure salary on the, the House Banking Committee? Did anybody not research this? I found it, and I'm a one-man show. I don't have anybody doing our research. I'm doing it all, yeah. and you're doing it, Joe. How did we find this out, and they couldn't? And that's a good question. With that being said, wow, what are some ways that our listeners can get a hold of us? They can get a hold of us by going to Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. That's Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. Or they can go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, type in Ubaldi Reports. Or if they go on Facebook, you can go to Ubaldi Reports group and leave a message there. Now, we're slowly going to be start doing live streaming of these podcasts. We tried before. We got some bugs we got to work out. So we're working on that. Now, Joe, why don't you tell them what we're also going to be doing? So in a few weeks, we should have the Patreon up and running. We're going to post a link below. That's where John and I are going to give you an extra show per week. For a little as a dollar, you're going to help support us and help support John and the show. And we will post that link and we'll be able to help us out. And with that, everybody have a good day. Keep listening to Ubaldi Bruce.